it's Krusty the Pizza Man. <laughs> All right, where's my 400 bucks? Hey, wait. How can you be here when your show's on live? Eh, I just threw on an old rerun. No one will know the difference. Children, remain calm. The Falkland Islands have just been invaded. I repeat, the Falklands have just been invaded. The disputed islands lie here, off the coast of Argentina. Hello, everybody. Welcome to West Bank Robbery. Uh, I'm your host, Free Palestine. My co-host here is AP, Armor Piercing, uh, Amorous Towards Palestine, whatever you want to call him, but we call him AP. Uh, and today we have a great guest. I told Seymour Hirsch, get the hell out of our studio. We've got someone better. Uh, this is the third week in a row we've done that, but, you know, he's he's always called me. We've got Gabriel Uriarte from Warner fame, uh, soon to be the Prime Minister or President or uh, Junta Ir of Argentina. He's a real rising star. Um, how are you doing, Gabriel? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, Gabriel, we've brought you here today to talk about the Falklands War, but Argentina more broadly. And if possible, I would like to touch on the post-World War II economy of Argentina. That's something that's always interested me. Um, can you let the people know about uh, some of your expertise um, I used to be a journalist and then a political science academic, and uh, more because of uh, the fact that I sort of, you know, uh, grew up in Argentina through two economic crises that moved to the United States when it was unstudied political science, when it was the middle of the um, the counterinsurgency craze. Um, it's like I'm not very smart, but I have this sort of uh, this this completely eccentric mix of interests that makes me, you know, I mean that I I, no, I know I, some things that other people smart, don't. But anyway, that's uh, um, and I, I but 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 currently, I live in the United States. I I, I work in a library in Central Pennsylvania. Uh, I thought you were still. In, I thought you were in Argentina. I feel ripped off. No, I no, you moved no. here. No, I mean, and the thing is, uh, I always say I'm the you know the most disappointing Argentinian anybody will ever meet. I don't like tango. I don't like football. I don't like dulce de leche. You know, but the, you have seen the rea, right? The bird, the the flightless bird that travels in flocks in Argentina. No, I no. Don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> this I don't, guy is I'm, like I'm, a, oh, the person who's an American, and they're like, you, you have a gun, right? <laughs> well, that's like you, you, you ride a bison to work, right? <laughs> the great Dude, American they, buffalo. <laughs> they travel in herds. There's these like ostriches that run around Argentina. I'm, I, I desperately want to see one. It's like been on my list for years to see one of these flightless birds. They're polygamous. One male will have like a hundred females lay eggs in a single nest in the middle of a field. Like, and then he'll just hang out on them for like six weeks and he'll fight off like foxes and stuff. It's, uh, that's, I'm sure, I'm sure evolutionary biologists find that very illuminating as a way to guide their relationships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Evolutionary. Yeah. The, the, the evil psych guys are, that's their prime, them and the wolves. That's, that's their big thing. <laughs> So, I think to get to the story of the Falklands War, I think we should give a little bit of background information about what the state of the Argentine government was in uh, 1982. That's when the war started. 
correct yes. if I'm wrong. Um, so I know that Isabella um, uh, was overthrown in 76, I believe. Yes. Um, and so what is what is the current... Can you can you talk a little bit, bit about the overthrow and the government <laughs> that uh, replaced the... Um, what, what's her last name? Um, Peron. Can you, Peron, Peron, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yes. Uh, so the... The government was overthrown by the president's government was overthrown by uh, by a military coup. But this is uh, uh, our coup is often bracketed with the one from from Chile, and uh, they're really different because the the one in Argentina basically everybody was calling for it, uh, or or at least ex- a, a, uh, expecting it, because it was. Um, I mean, part of the result is 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 as the it was the. The bankruptcy, or I mean, as um, a sort of a, 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 a civil war within Peronism, the ruling party of uh, of, uh, um, um, of, of of Isabel Perón, um, that then merged into a larger uh, 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 civil war within Argentina, and um, so the um, the far the far left militant groups uh, were betting on um, that uh, once um, the um, um, uh, once the military had to uh, uh, engage in open repression, this would radicalize the people. Sort of a variant of you know, and then the people will 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 rise up. Did that work out? I don't think that worked out. No, no, that no. It sounds very Iran to me. You know, you can't, you can't always. You should really be the one taking power. You, it's not a good idea to wait for somebody else to take power and then be like, and then we'll take it from them. You know, I don't think probably that really people works find out. out after the fact that they would rather be the ones repressing the <laughs> their enemies than being the ones repressed. It seems easier, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I think is, is it's been helpful for me to keep in mind because, I mean, it sounds absolutely preposterous in, in you know, in, in, in retrospect and it's easy and they should be made fun of. I mean, the, the our um, revolutionary groups. However, remember that um, uh, um, the American withdrawal from Vietnam had just happened and the fall of, uh, of, 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 uh, of South Vietnam, the, the fall of Saigon had just happened. And that was very much in the air as, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, if you're, if, you know, I mean, if, if, if you actually know anything about, you know, Vietnam and, and, and Latin America, very different situations, very different. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you know, one conclusion of one wouldn't carry onto the other, but uh, it was, if, if, if you have that in mind and, you know, I mean, and the, you know, people chanting uh, one, you know, one, two, Two, three, many more Vietnams. Uh, you can get more into the mood in which it, you know, in, in, in which it, it didn't seem ridiculous that uh, to imagine that uh, the 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 right wing was in retreat. Um, the, the the military support that it was getting from from the Yankees was uh, n- was no longer sufficient against the uh, mass popular uprising um, and stuff like that. Obviously, so there was a sort of like 1968 feel with like the late. 70s period yes but 1968 sort of uh, not to, well it's like, I mean you know but a, a serious 1968 not you know yeah. under the not under the, under the asphalt there's the there's the beach and stuff like that I mean mm-hmm. it, it was this was uh, you know this, these were real you know for what it's worth you know real revolutionaries with a real you know I mean that the uh, um, military organization mm-hmm. um, and, and I think you know, they, they grew out of the 68 period as well like a lot of lessons learned from that like translated <laughs> to a lot of the guerrilla groups of the 
Not really. 70s. I mean, that's something that uh, it's it's not uh, the, those things were sort of in parallel. I mean, if anything, I mean the oh, and the part that was influential. I mean, um, it was more so. For example, you know, one of the the groups that eventually became the Bader Meinhof group, you know, far um, you know far left uh, group in, in Germany. Uh, their original name was Tupamaros West Berlin because they were very influenced by the you know Uruguayan uh, urban guerrillas. Um, so the, the 68 protests, I mean, they were like in the background as, you know, the left is winning and, you know, the, the future belongs to us, but in terms of sort of direct influence, it wasn't, um, it didn't play much of a role. I mean, and they were, and it, it was a different kind of, um, I remember my my uh, my father was a young man at the time in a, in a Trotsky because remembered one of the big groups Montonators would show up to university you know I mean um, uh, student meetings um, with uh, leather jackets and bicycle chains and uh, as you know the other leftist groups would be you know I mean talking about you know I mean the uh, uh, presenting their program they would be sort of you know I mean the um, Swinging the chains and chanting, "We're gonna break your bones with bicycle chains." Lo vamos a romper, lo vamos a romper a cadenazos. So that's what I mean. That these were real revolution. You know, I mean, these were really. You know, I mean that the, they were serious about it in a way that I think is, if you say 1968, you, you're not really getting what the the uh, how serious they were about this. I mean, that, this was uh, that that gives me that that reminds me of um, shit. Uh, uh, AP, you you know the guy, the the crazy Trotskyist, the the American Trotskyist. He had like the intelligence network, and his guys were beating up other like social democrats and communists and stuff in New York with their nunchucks. Um, Larouche, no. Yeah, yeah, Larouche, Larouche's guys. They all got trained in nunchucks and like bow staffs and stuff, and they were uh, they were shutting down other groups. I got but, uh, uh, it. Seems I got a lot more Larouche uh, pilled, uh, uh, when it comes to the British Empire and. Uh, and uh and and drugs when I, I learned a little bit more about uh sorry one second my uh my daughter's saying hello but yeah i was getting uh i was i was totally i was uh learning about the history of uh the opium wars and kind of like the relation between our robber barons here in the u.s uh and the opium trade in in asia uh and and i was getting a little larouche pilled and i and i was realizing that the, the british monarchy really is the largest drug trade drug traders in 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 the world uh so maybe larouche is, is right maybe we should be learning uh how to use nunchucks and and, and bow staffs I'm, i am know, the, actually I mean, the trained. bow staff is pretty cool because uh, you can pretend that you're you know you're, you're non-violent like i just got a stick right i mean that's the whole point of the, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the whole point of the bow staff right is to yeah, to yeah. appear non-violent i'm just walking up what yeah, the bow staff right? was only for fifth graders. I was a fourth grader, so we learned how to use the nunchucks. And I'm actually, you know, I'm pretty good. I can, like, I can do the thing. Like, I can throw it over my shoulders and stuff. I think my mom threw them away because I kept hitting myself in the nose with them. Oh, but, uh... and, and just now they were legalized in New York. What a shame. Oh, oh okay. Maybe I'll get back into it. I'll find some crime or something. Um, yeah. So can you can you tell me a little bit about the character of uh, the government, the, the junta government? Right, so the uh, the thing to keep in mind, I know I sound like that meme in, was it the Rick and Morty, the thing to understand about the gear wars is that it was never about gears. But I saw the, that. That is me, the thing, I think. The thing so to understand about the, 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 the junta is that the... Um, um, this again wasn't like Chile that there was this long history of democracy preceding the, the military mm -hmm. intervention. The military had just been basically kicked out of uh, of power in 1973. That was when Bidon, you know, the living Bidon, uh, not, not just the wife, um, uh, came back. 
and so that had scarred the military institution in such a way that uh, um, they're, um, they 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 reached several conclusions about you know if we do this again if we take power again you know what are we you know that we have to make sure X doesn't happen and one of the things that uh, uh, they were determined on is that. Um, if you allow a single, like a um, um, a single, a single person, or even a single military service to take lead in the in the government, uh, then the government can become, uh, uh, you know, can can develop um, uh, first, uh, you know, threats of, uh, you know, what if the uh, our lead guy, our lead, our lead general, uh, wants to become a new Peron, you know, which is which is dangerous. And then the other thing is that uh, it. Uh, uh, it opens points of uh, of, uh, of fracture um, because um, um, other services like the army, like the the air force and the navy, or even branches of the military that aren't favored in the you know by the current um, by the current military chief, like you know you know like you know uh, uh, um, uh, cavalrymen versus infantrymen or versus artillery people and stuff like that. Um, that uh, uh, that leads to a weakness of the regime. So they so when they went in this time in 1976, they were determined that uh, um, there would be a very strict um, sort of division of the of the country essentially into thirds. The air force would have one, the navy would have a third, and the army would have a third. And they had and everything was done in this sort of you know in, in this rule of three. Uh, so there was this legislative advisory council that was just composed of three guys, a soldier, a sailor, and an airman. Um, and uh, everything was, and uh, the country was divided into thirds. I mean, here there was a bit more wiggle room. I mean, with the the air force didn't have enough people to do to cover that much much ground. Uh, but um, but this becomes important uh, if we're going to talk about later on about the Falklands War. Is that uh, it's important to understand that you have this extremely strange, this extremely odd military because people associate dictatorship with decision with uh, you know rule of one person and instant action and um, that's really the reverse of what uh, uh, of, of what uh, our junta our juntas because there were there, there were a couple of them uh, several of them were were able to do because they were I mean they um, the they were able they were lethally effective and very quickly at doing the things that all services all the three services and the big big fraction of the civilian at least bourgeoisie or, or, or civil society uh, you know wanted to do you know I mean like you know I mean destroy the the armed left-wing formations um, decapitate any any sign of militant labor do privatization stuff like that for all that they were great you know I mean or you know with with some weaknesses that we can talk about later on in terms of like long-term viability of the project compared to Brazil or Chile but once that was done which was all basically done by 1978, um, the um, the the military found itself unable to do very much because there was always one one segment or another of the of the armed services that was against it, and the way it was the the, the juntas were were constituted, basically everybody had veto power, um, and um, so it created this 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 immobility, which is what uh, in one way you can see that the. The 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 Falklands was an attempt. The Falklands War was an attempt to find a new purpose for um, uh, for the system. Um, do you do you know what the death toll was of this um, seventy six to seventy eight period? Like the crushing of the left wing groups? Are we talking like the tens 
thousand was like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so so let's say, I mean, yeah, I mean, seventy six, seventy eight. Uh, I can send you later on. A, I have a, a, you know, sort of, you know, a small visualization of that, just a bar graph and stuff. Oh, like that's great. Yeah, we'll post those in the comments. Of of people who were uh, people who were killed, so. The official number is thirty thousand. Um, the number that uh, is sort of more, you know, believed in. If you want to get into that, it's a can of worms, but you know, oh, it's yes. probably it's it's probably around fifteen thousand. Um, and the number of people that for for, for whom we have, uh, you know, name and last name, uh, that's about I think um, eight thousand and a bit. Um, Wait, so, you know, so the the Huta government overestimated the death toll. No, so the the thing the, the junta government determined that um, um, that that's they knew that they were, they were going to have to kill a lot of people, um, and from their experience before they um, uh, they had two so, so to speak bad experiences in the in, in in previous military governments. One was the fact that the, a lot of the guerrillas that they had actually captured and tried and put in jail for a long time, um, you know, in the in, in the late 60s and early 70s, when Perón came back in 73, were released. You know, there was a general amnesty. So from the general's point of view, okay, so we can't do the, you know, the, 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 the nice legal thing because we don't, you know, this country's crazy. There can be a change of government at any time. And so these guys can be let out, you know, I mean, if, if political fortunes change. So, we, so we've got to kill them. Now, the second thing that they experienced in their, you know, earlier repression is that um, something about the, the, the Argentine um, militant left wing is that, uh, I mean, part of the reason why it's still sort of resonates, uh, um, uh, um, I mean, that, that it's, it's uh, the, our massacre resonates as, you know, in a way that maybe someone in, in Central America doesn't, is that it's, uh, it was a lot of nice middle class people. And the thing with nice middle class people is that uh, they'll often have you know friends from school who are the sons or daughters of some colonel or some general or something like that, and so there was uh, um, you know the other thing that the that the military perceived as obstacles to doing what had to be done, which for them was you know killing thousands and thousands of people, was that uh, if it, if it was public, um, there would be too many chances for somebody's friend. Uh, to you know, I mean, to, to to call you know, Daddy the Colonel and say you know, I mean, Daddy, can you you know intervene and get my friend's friend uh, released from um, um, uh, from prison, and that would defeat the purpose that uh, of the of the of the military of the, you know of, the, of doing enough of killing that it would be, you know, I mean, the, the, their, their own objective was you know to themselves was this is the last coup, this is the last time you know we're doing this, uh, so to speak, and so that's why the. Repression was extremely um, devolved and com uh, uh, compartmentalized in that, um, you know, so the, the country was subdivided into zones, um, mainly by core commands. So, you know, like, you know, sort of, you know, a province, a core, it depends. And, you know, and then with the Navy had some, so large segments and uh, whoever was uh, the head of that, the core commander or the admiral was basically autonomous. And then underneath those guys, there were also sub-districts and they were running their own um, uh, uh, um, um, just, you know, repression cells. And there was a lot of sharing of intelligence and, uh, uh, and, and things like that, but not, uh, 
but not a lot of um, sort of vertical instruction because the the, the you know the, that was the um, because part of the the um, the um, basically, I mean, they didn't want the chain of command from the order to kill somebody down to uh, the actual killing of the person to have too many points where people would a know about it and then they could you know ask some friend of somebody to intervene to to stop it. So all this is to say is why. Um, Outside of just summary numbers, the military itself didn't want to know too much, or like the military commanders didn't want to know too much about the details of what was of, of, of what was happening. So, I have no doubt that they have, um, because everything was a lot was burned before the the, the, the transition to, to, to democracy. So, I'm sure I, I, I'm sure that there was an that there was a semi-accurate count of how many people were killed, but uh, in terms of uh, uh, who they were exactly and the names, it's. Um, uh, you know, some information was passed upwards, some was not. There's a lot of private violence. This is again why um, one of the reasons why the um, uh, you still don't see uh, sort of uh, an apologia for the military government uh, in the way that you see in in Brazil and Chile is that uh, this actually harmed like our sort of our own right wing uh, bourgeoisie because you know in this atmosphere of of of, of great secrecy in which in which the, everybody had plausible deniability. Um, there's all kinds of fun crimes you can do. You know, I mean that uh, you can, you know, I mean that uh, you know that you can get into business with uh, uh, with some sketchy guy. Then you think the sketchy guy robs you. You, you have him killed and declare either that, that he was a militant or that he was killed by militants because there's you know nobody. Uh, it was it was it was a, again highly clandestine uh, um, uh, repression. So that's a you know so all this is to explain why the numbers are still a question of of, of controversy. So our official figure of 30,000 is uh, that was what the human rights organizations uh, presented um, and uh, there's a story of how it came about um, but um, and basically anybody who's sort of uh, who's uh, you know pointed out that it's probably wasn't that many it gets treated as and you can see why i mean they get treated as you know well it's like the people who debate about the well the holocaust wasn't six million it was five million and you know and so well what are you trying to do what are you trying to say there uh but you know but in terms of but but, but in terms of you know what was the scale of of of, of repression I, th I mean the um uh 15 000 seems i mean to me a sort of uh, a good upper limit to to uh, uh um, you know to, to, to how many people were killed and um last thing i'll say about that is that uh, and you can see i'm posting the link now in the chat uh is that the the bulk of the of the killing uh, was done by 1978 um uh so the um, this looks like a stock market crash. That's that's what this bar graph looks like. That's a lot of killing. They got that done really quickly. Yes. Wow. 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 So, like, what? What are you like? Uh, you know, I mean, in that in that you know atmosphere of a kind of like clandestine killing was. Well, I guess I have, I have two questions. Uh, one is is more of a kind of open ended. Uh, I'm wondering that. The government here, it's, it sounds like they already know that they're doing something bad. You know what I mean? When you're hiding it and when you're trying to kind of like deny, you know, have this plausible deniability, right? Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like you can uh, you can then look back on it 20, 30 years later and be like, yeah, we really kicked, you know, you know, you know, those reds ass or whatever. Right. Like 
like we we weren't proud of it then we can't exactly be <laughs> proud of it now uh but i also uh i i also want to know do you know if it's if it's public at all uh like what was the cia there were they handing out lists of of people that that uh that need to die uh like they were in in places like indonesia uh, uh or chile no as far as anybody knows mm. no because i mean that's something else that's worth keeping in mind is that uh if you look at the um, declassified um, uh, files, State Department and and and, and, and uh, um, some CIA as well, uh, between Chile and, and and Argentina, so a lot's been redacted in both of them. But if you just look at the volume uh, of them, you'll see that uh, Chile was on the radar of uh, of of the of the U.S. government, and with Argentina simply wasn't. Because, the, because the, remember that the Perón that came back in 1973 was a Perón that was given the okay by Licio Gelli of the of the of the P2. Um, you know, I mean that he was not the, yeah. Uh, um, uh, so he was not seen as intrinsically hostile to. Uh, um, uh, to American interests, I mean, you know, certainly, you know, certainly nothing like, uh, like Ashenda, and, and, and there were just wasn't that much. Uh, um, I mean, there was nothing. We weren't threatening to nationalize for or anything like that. So there just wasn't that much salience to. Again, if you look at the national um, uh, national intelligence estimates prepared for uh, for Nixon, Chile, you know, appears, you know, like spe its own special subject, you know, several times. Argentina, you know, is always getting, you know, lumped with uh, okay news from Malaysia and Argentina you know stuff like that you know I mean it's like it, it was just extremely it was just extremely low priority I mean the there was you know we had an active uh, uh, you know CIA and FBI presence in the, the um, uh, um, in the country and the, the US embassy did its usually you know usual good job of uh, of, 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 of you know I mean they're, they're um, um, their declassified reports are still, in some ways, the best way of getting to, up to speed with what our dictatorship was like. Um, uh, and uh, but uh, it just wasn't that uh, um, um, it, it was it wasn't that salient for 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 um, uh, for U.S. policy. Certainly not at the level that they would be handing out uh, lists of people that they wanted the, 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 that they wanted killed. That said, I mean, you know. Once the the, the the coup started, I mean, the the the, the, the United States was was quite friendly. Uh, Ford happily supplied lists of uh, of Union militants to go, uh, um, um, to have disappear and stuff like that. But it wasn't. Um, um, but you know, but but it wasn't. I mean, not not like uh, what I gather it was in 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 Indonesia. Oh, that's really interesting. And this this government that's set up, it's not like anything I've ever heard of, really, like this, this decentralized terror force, like, that seems like a, that's a very effective way to deal out, like, intercommunal violence, like, where people know each other, and, like, like, areas with very close-knit communities and stuff to kill a bunch of people in that, who know other people and that kind of thing, like this, this decentralized death squad matrix throughout the country, that... That's a that's a really interesting development, and the and the splitting up of the country is, is has has anybody like learned from this? Do you, would this can you really call that like a dictatorship in the traditional sense? Like, has this been modeled elsewhere? Like, this, this no, really I mean, interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I there's the rub. I mean, no, I mean, it's I mean, it's 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 uh, uh, um, it. it you get uh, um, very easily, you know. Let you know you go astray if you start trying. If you try to understand the government as uh, as as a dictatorship, I mean, it was more. 
it was a sort of oligarchic republic, but uh, you know, reduced to just three actors. You know, and uh, and these actors in turn um, uh, affected even by just the the the, the completely ordinary routines of retirement, and you know, who you know, I mean, that the, who gets promoted to general, who gets promoted to admiral, you know, I mean, who's a successor and stuff like that. Um, and uh, it was it was partially. Um, because and you know because they they'd been they you know walked into an open door. I mean in that uh, most civilian parties were calling for some kind of uh, um, for some kind of coup, um, including the glorious Argentine Communist Party. Uh, it 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 uh, it, uh, it 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 welcomed the coup, um, and uh, and at the start it was you know that, that, again because what it wanted to pre you know to present was not some kind of charismatic or millenarian you know we're going to to, to fight the the, the atheist the, the leftist but more a sort of I mean again it, its name was the Proceso de Reorganización Nacional, the process of national reorganization. It was it was deliberately presented as sort of bureaucratic and you know and and, and uh, uh, antiseptic to 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 use the kind of uh, I mean not like a not a particularly heroic endeavor, um, and uh, um, and it, it worked for you know two years of this policy because. That that was something in which all the component parts of the government were, um, you know, I mean, they all agreed, so there was no need for debate or compromise of uh, of any kind. I mean, there were some uh, some people were more or less uh, willing to to privatize national industries, but you know, it was still manageable. But it was then after 1978, more or less, when you know, in the last you know, the last vestiges of the of, of any kind of guerrilla group have been defeated, and the um, the 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 um, this particular military structure has no real reason to continue to exist. That uh, it doesn't uh, that it becomes stuck because uh, first, I mean, as I think one of you said, that they know that they've done a bad thing, uh, and so even though. They had had a great deal of civilian support. They were worried about, you know, somebody later on when people had retired, uh, I were no longer in command of units uh, to develop a conscience and to start, uh, you know, human rights trials against uh, against people. So they wanted some kind of guarantee against the. Uh, um, uh, uh, against that, and then there were splits at the level of the uh, at the at, at the level of um, uh, in the chain of command. So the um, the top level, which is the, the the level that had to deal with politicians, with the economy, was more tended to be more civilian minded. Um, but they had to deal with the level of the the core commanders, who were like the direct implementers of the repression, and therefore the people who would be first in line for, you know, future human rights trials and stuff like that. Who and so and and their demands for what they wanted for a transition were, you know, pretty maximalist and, uh, uh, and you know, very restrictive uh, 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 franchise and you know and and and, and parties that would be allowed. And that stalemate basically continued until on, on, until the Falklands War. Uh, it was it, 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 there was no way of resolving it. So I have one more question before we can get to the Falklands War. It's a little bit of a big one. Um, is there a racial or ethnic element to this left wing crackdown? Like I'm familiar with the word Mapuche, but that's about that's about all I got on this. Like, were the left wing radicals and stuff? Um, sort of related to, like, the indigenous resistance at the time? Is that... Not at all. Not no, at all. not remotely. No, I mean... Was it, there it, still an indigenous resistance at the time? Oh, no. Interesting. 
with that. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'd, you know, no. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we just really massacred our Indians. I mean, the, oh, okay. There's not uh, many left in Argentina, or like no. Oh, uh, and and the, the salience of the you know I mean of the um, sort of anti Mapuche feeling was something that um, um, it surprised me uh, when I uh, went back in 2017 that this was become sort of a thing that you know nice middle class people would you know would would be you know you know saying that the you know Mapuche are organizing some sort of insurgency in, uh, uh, in, 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 in Southern Argentina. And that just, I mean, you know, even by, you know, the times when, when I left, like the late nineties, that would have been considered ridiculous. Um, so, so this whole sort of, you know, racialized, um, uh, um, um, sort of, um, um, anti or, you know, right-wing feeling is a fairly new thing. Um, I mean, new, new a couple of decades, but, uh, uh, no, I mean the 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 insurgency again. I mean this was part of the reason why it was a problem for the military and how to repress it. Because if it had been Mapuches, you know, I mean then you know, I mean you know, no Mapuche has a you know goes to school with somebody who's a colonel who could stop the the, the killing. I mean there would be you know there would be no problem. I mean that would be of an easy problem. You know, I mean it can be like you know you know those central Central American you know dictators such as just you know massacre you know huge number of villages and expel expel the rest. No, no, no. I mean it was you know part of why. It was a uh, it was a very serious uh, you know politically wrenching um, uh, problem in 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 Argentina was that it was to some extent a civil war within like you know the elite class uh, not complete elite but like professional middle class I mean people again you know people who would go to school with uh, members of the um, you know I mean with people who were in the military in the military government or who I mean you, you basically draw all your like government clerks your I mean, the people who make up your government is the same here in, in the U.S. Like, people maybe not necessarily, like, I feel like, you know, there's a there's a weird, uh, when people say ruling class, uh, people imagine, like, oh, it's like a hand, it's like, you know, it's Alan Dulles and, uh, and, George w, and George W. Bush sitting in a room and this is, like, the ruling class or whatever. But, I mean, there is, like, a huge number of, like, all the people that grew up in their same neighborhood and, like, <laughs> went to those same classes. I mean, like... They have to staff yeah, I, these these high a, positions exactly. with people. You need a bureaucracy. You need a you need a giant bureaucracy, and you need kind of them. I mean, hopefully, if, if you want to if you want to stay in power, you need them all to be thinking, kind of the same thing, uh, or similar things, right? <laughs> so you can staff them all from your from your same class. I mean, that I mean it makes sense, but uh, but uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, I I I wonder, you know, as we get to talk about the Falklands War, one of the one of the things that I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Argentina, but I was doing a little bit of reading before this, and I and I saw that uh, that uh, fighter planes were banned from being sold to uh, to Argentina from the U.S. And so the so the Argentina was buying these American planes from Israel. Uh, let me look. Let me pull up the the exact name of the plane. Uh, uh, do you know what I'm talking about at all? I mean, I know that we were under an embargo from, you know, from Carter. I mean, this is sort of like the thing that, in in a, in a certain way, it's sort of funny that the the, you know, the 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 bad luck of the Argentine, you know, junta that, uh, you know, the Pinochet came to power when you know Nixon was there, and uh, whereas uh, and uh, and but in 1976, you know, I mean the, you know, when the coup happened, there was the tail end of the Gerald Ford administration, but then it was Jimmy Carter, and it was and and you know, and then you know, for the first time, you know, ever you had this. 
strange American government that was doing things like uh, giving back the Panama Canal and uh, you know and, and and doing arms embargoes if you you know for human rights uh, abuses. Um, That's so shocking uh, to me that a junta was embargoed by the United yeah. States. That's alien. That's an I mean, alien I, concept. I, I mean, it, it, it was it, you know it was. Uh, um, Exactly how much they were embargoed was always a matter of negotiation. But no, 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 they were serious. You know, I mean, there was a, um, and uh, 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 and you know, and we weren't alone in finding that uh, um, Israel was uh, w- w- was very handy and uh, you know that th- they had no such scruples. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, uh, um, the, the, you know, not you know, again, I mean, they were you know working hand in glove with the South Africans. Yeah, so, yeah, they're the guy. They're the arms dealer what, in the shittiest countries on earth. <laughs> Yeah. They're they're who you need. And you know, you can't really do that without American approval either. You know, that's sort of a backdoor way to get to things in a lot of ways. Um so that brings me to one more question. Um and what what are the international relations of the Argentinian junta and how did they how did they shift like with the coup government and throughout these years? So, um the main um I mean the, the the, the principal shift is that uh, they do, you know, I mean, join full, you know, I mean, uh, full heartedly into 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 like the the um, you know the, the the repression international the the plan condor that uh, um, often I think uh, exaggerated in terms of, of of what it really did. But uh, if you think of you know plan condor is just a kind of you know NAFTA of repression. Uh, you know, I mean, after seventy six, uh, uh, Argentina joined it. Um, Quite enthusiastically, however, uh, a problem there is that uh, you know after our you know the, its killing was done, um, one of the sort of ideas that the, the that the, if you ask generals you know what can be a grand unifying uh, um, uh, a project that we can get the country behind, and their idea was a war against Chile, so that caused uh, and we nearly went to war against them in in in, in there's a mountain. I've played Hearts of Iron Four for like <laughs> hundreds of hours. You can't invade Chile. I start as Chile, and then I have, I just take over Argentina, and then work my way up the coast. Like you, there's a mountain there. There's like two spots where you can roll a tank through. That's what, what, what are I've they? To- what, what, what are they? What what I've been told about that is that uh, um, our trump card was the Air Force because um, uh, Chile had been under a longer arms embargo, so its Air Force was real, was real shit. Um, and so uh, our plan was was that uh, from you know from from you know our you know from the ex hour zero that we would firebomb uh, Santiago into oblivion uh, and. Um, uh, and occupy um, the islands on the sort of because our islands on this in the frigid south, and that we would sort of occupy these things, and then we hopefully we wouldn't have to expose our not terrific uh, uh, units to to you know to fight in the to fight in the mountains uh, with the with the, with the Chileans. But it was still, I mean, it was it was it was not just I mean that it was you know sort of dubious militarily idea, but here we sort of get into. Um, the the needs of the military government coming into in, into you know short circuiting with the interests of uh, the class they're meant to represent or even the international forces they're meant to represent. Uh, the United States didn't want. I mean, either in its J- Jimmy Carter or its Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan incarnation, they didn't want a war breaking out between two uh, countries that were otherwise its allies and uh, and anti anti communist ally anti communist allies in the region. No. Uh, and um, 
the Argentine bourgeoisie was not interested in 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 in, 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 in you know I mean just just you know bearing all the cost of a war for a couple of islands that nobody cares about except if you're you know I mean except the military. Um, so and eventually you know the 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 Pope came in and it was a combination of the the Pope offering a deal and um, the head of our army, which was sort of the informally the head of the junta, it was the president of Videla, was sort of despised as a moderate by um, the hardline corps commanders, uh, you know, took the opportunity of the Pope offering a mediation to reach a deal. And basically the corps commanders couldn't just say, you know, I mean, that, uh, you know, well, fuck the Pope. Uh, so what they, so what they did say uh, was, uh, you know, later on was the Pope fucked us. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, for a lot of people, bec- uh, you know, because if the, you know, if the Pope, uh, uh, you know, hadn't come in with, uh, you know, offering this deal, uh, maybe it would have, you know, I mean, that the, the, they could have pushed things into, into a war. It came extremely close. Well, I think that, that, you know, you said it was a, a uh, dubious militarily, but, uh, but you said the strategy was to have the Air Force win. And, and I've always been told that Air Forces win wars. Uh, and that's uh, and that's how that's how you win a war is with your with your air power. They didn't have. Uh, I've, been, I've been living in the United States. Has been winning wars with air powers my entire life. They can't just land the plane to occupy. You know, they didn't have the technology like over the F thirty five to just do like a like a perfect landing onto a building top. But um, I do think that dovetails really nicely into the Falklands War because we've set the stage. Argentina is gearing up for a crabs in a bucket conflict with Chile. Just developed an army entirely based around that. And we've got... Give me uh, one minute. Oh, of course. I will say, well, I guess I stepped away. I was, uh, I was, I was looking up a little bit more uh, about, uh, about this uh, Israeli uh, uh, arms deal with, uh, with the Falkland, uh, with, uh, with Argentina during the Falklands. And, uh, and it is alleged that, uh, that they provided, uh, they provided uh, maintenance for uh, for their A4 Skyhawks that they used to uh, to kill quite a few Brits, and uh, and before that uh, they had been involved. Uh, you know, Israel had a number of c- contracts in uh, Israel Aircraft Industries, for example, had a contract uh, uh, to repair their planes, uh, their uh, their Nashers, uh, uh they had there in uh, in Argentina, and it gives me it gives me a lot of echoes to. Uh, uh, our last guest, uh, uh, James Dahl, he was talking about how uh, how Israel part of what they had sold with their planes was uh, a big part of it is the maintenance, right, uh, and uh, and the training. And so I wonder if I uh, I wonder if there were any Israeli pilots uh, huh. uh, uh, in Argentina, you know, <laughs> you, you know, know, participating in uh, participating in this because. Uh, because uh, uh, I doubt uh, there they, were they cannot pilots. confirm or deny. But uh, you know, I'm sure. About, but it's it seems pretty clear from this uh, from this Wikipedia article that I spent about two minutes researching uh, that uh, that they were heavily involved in uh, in repairing these A4 Skyhawks. Yeah, I'm sure. And Israel at the time that's sort of been lost now with the beautiful and heartwarming British support of uh, the Israeli occupation forces. Um, but Israel and the uh, UK were not always very good friends. The, uh, the, the Zionist militias killed a lot of British people. 
uh, leading up to 1948. Um, and a lot yeah, of that there, fat there was a, there was a, um, a, a, one of my favorite uh, authors, uh, uh, Anthony Poe, was uh, um, you know hardcore British Tory, and in, and in his diaries he says you know he's indignant. Uh, you know, I mean, that uh, he was glad he didn't get this Israeli prize because he doesn't, you know, because he, as he writes, he, I'm not going to shake hands with terrorist Begin. That's you know, so because funny. Because for him, him Begin is just, you know, yeah. So there's a certain kind of hardcore Tory that still hasn't forgotten also that uh, Israel, you know, supplied some weapons to us in the, uh, uh, in, 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 in the war. Yeah, yeah. And that's another I was, thing. Uh, I, like, was, I was uh, mentioning while, uh, while you stepped away, I was mentioning to my co-host that I, uh, that we had, uh, we we learned something that was in, in insane uh, to me uh, to learn about uh, about Ethiopia when we spoke to uh, to James Dahl uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, he he told us about how Ethiopia uh, during the Badme War they had uh, Israel's air force was there involved as well. Uh, they were maintaining uh, Ethiopia's air force and uh, and also training uh, and may have been flying. Uh, it's unclear, but may have been flying missions as well. Uh, uh, for for Ethiopia, and at the same time, Cuba was supplying ground troops to uh, to Ethiopia, and so there may have been uh, a few uh, a few <laughs> engagements where where Cuban troops were fighting with Israeli uh, air support. Uh, yeah, they uh, they hid the Israelis though. The Ethiopian fucking government, every single one of them, of that, has had Israeli the of support. That has been driving Shocking. me for for now. It's been a, the dirt was getting Israeli planes. They uh, hid it from the Arab League. Like they they kept their like Israel was giving them so much shit and like. It's just shock. Like, come on, come on. But yes, Israel had a number. I'm looking at the just this, uh, uh, this. Uh, like I said, I've, I've only researched this for about two minutes. But uh, but yeah, Israel did have a number of uh, maintenance contracts uh, for the uh, for, uh, Argen uh, Argentina's Air Force uh, uh, during the Falklands War. Yeah. But uh, unclear whether or not uh, any any they shot any British people. All right. Uh, <laughs> so let's get to the meat of it. Let's get the war nerds what they want. Let's get into the Falklands War. So we set the stage. The UK reeling off of a, a couple bad decades. They've got a new fiery prime minister, Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady, here to set things right and bring British glory back to the world and kill every miner, both <laughs> underground and under under eighteen. Um, and so, I I've, I've heard you talk about this before in the story of how. Everybody just kind of falls face forward into this war is really interesting. And the, the divisions of the government that we've talked about up to this point really play a large part in it. Can you can you talk about the uh the initial mission to take um uh the the island that's not Falkland? <laughs> yeah, the south the the South Georgias. Yeah. So um the I think I mean a, a way of framing why it's important to I mean why the exact uh, the question of why Argentina chose to you know go in when it did is very is, is important is because uh, if uh, if our junta had been able to wait just one year uh, most of the you know key parts of the fleet that eventually kicked their ass in the in the Malvinas you know would have been sold off. Because one of the things that uh, this uh, glorious conservative Tory government, uh, Churchillian, you know, uh, was doing, was uh, you know massively downsizing its uh, uh, its um, 
uh, its uh, its armed forces, and uh, um, uh, and part of it was that uh, they were you know that the, the uh, uh, you know as part of the um, you know I mean to to cut expenses on you know power projection that from a NATO perspective from from a NATO perspective the function of the Royal Navy is to be convoy escorts to American troop convoys going into uh, to reinforce uh, um, uh, Germany, so. What do you need? Large uh, aircraft carriers and stuff like that. And so the their minister of uh, of of, uh, of defense was just you know you know busy selling all this stuff to to I think uh, Australia and there was something. Um, no, Brazil couldn't have gone in. But anyway, but so a lot of the I mean the literal ships that were at the core of the task force that was sent down. Uh, were um, it wasn't just that there was talk of being uh, that they were going to be sold. You know, I mean, there were you know there were timelines. They were going to be sold, and this is something that uh, you know our glorious junta could have you know sort of seen as oh well, well we better not do it. We better not move in. This was public information, or like this was information. Yeah. That's shocking. Come I mean, on, public guys. information. Ish. Public information. Public information in the in um, in the you know in the UK. I mean, something I think it's worth remembering here. There's a sort of uh, you know, Jared Diamond. You know, we're all over him. Uh, you know, I mean that uh, uh, overpraised at the time, but uh, he did have a good observation about how it's like you know, empires tend to you know tend to work across um, latitudes but not longitudes. You know, I mean that it's it's just more difficult to um, uh, to create a polity that uh, you know, I mean when you go north or south instead of uh, instead of east to west, and. I think there's might be something like this here because you have to. Uh, uh, I think I mean it's 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 worth remembering that um, there's no, um, you know, what does and, and it works the other way too. I mean, so you know, what does a British you know a uh, 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 guy policymaker know about the internal politics of the junta, mm -hmm. and what does a you know you know you know what do generals know about the. Uh, um, about Great Britain and uh, their current pro-austerity turn under um, uh, under Thatcher. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's. Um, uh, I mean, you know, of course, they're going to start trying to learn about it. You know, when they decide to go to war, but there's no automatic. I mean, you know, in the regular course of events, they never had. They've never had to think about it very much. Um, and um, and this wasn't really uh, a war that was planned, as you're going nope. to get to, which I think that 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 explains that. I think they didn't really expect to get their all of this shit to happen. And, you know, from what I've read, I, throughout, as we get through the story, I think the Argentinians, they did better than you would think, I think. They, it, I don't, I don't know what the impact of this was for the UK, but it, it had to have been a little bit embarrassing, I think, if you were really in the know, you know. What do you mean? Because, I mean, you can... They got a lot of mean? Brits. They took out a lot of them. They made Prince Andrew unable to sweat, as he said uh, <laughs> famously about why he is, was not a uh, pedophile in the league with Jeffrey Epstein. He said that he lost the ability to sweat after witnessing the horrors of the Falkland War. Or uh, was shelled and lost the ability to sweat, something along those lines. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean it, 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 it's, it's something that it's genuinely interesting to follow about the blow-to-blow the -blow of the Falklands War, because even as it was, it was an insanely close-run thing. I, know. I mean, you know, I mean that uh, it's it's uh, you know we could have you know we you know we really could have gotten away with it. You could have taken it's London. Just, uh, you know, it was close. Uh, you had five more exosets. London is yours, or at least at least Ireland. You know, you probably could have sneaked off Wales or something. But 
Uh, no, I mean, but to be serious, I mean, you know, I mean that the 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 you know the 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 task force was on a timer anyway because of how horrific the the weather is down there in the south of South Atlantic, and if we you know managed to you know sink a few more ships, uh, yes, I mean, you know, I mean that the, as incredible as it sounds, I mean that the. Uh, uh, by sort of you know just sheer dumb luck and the fact that the British on their side had to improvise, uh, um, you know, in the, this task force that uh, they are, you know, we actually had a chance of victory. Yeah, that's what's incredible about this whole story is the amount of improvisation. But let me let but 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 you were asking about you know how it got started. So there was a long term plan to uh, to occupy um, the. Uh, the islands and to, to present the um, basically the bridge with with uh, with a fait accompli, and this was going to happen in I believe June. Um, and the reason why it was smart to do this is because um, after uh, um, uh, you know you know as you go you know closer into uh, into the year the the weather. In the South Atlantic, just becomes uh, you know because in general it's it's like you know I mean that the, you have to think that you know this place is like uh, those uh, islands of the Pacific War but cold. I mean they're extremely inhospitable. Uh, there's not uh, there aren't a lot of ports. There's not a lot of infrastructure. It's very difficult to you know keep any kind of task force uh, or any kind of fleet um, in uh, there for a long period of time. So. If we had moved in 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 June, even though we wouldn't have been able to take advantage of uh, the 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 Thatcher government, you know, selling off key elements of uh, of its navy, uh, it it still would have been um, at least for that year, you know, probably would have been you know uh, uh, um, you know that uh, they wouldn't have been able to mount to, to mount uh, um, uh, a counterattack. But um, there's this. Uh, it's a very strange episode with um, that uh, it's something that, uh, as far as anybody can tell, it was that um, the na- the the navy, which was under the at this point under 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 the leadership of an especially sort of nutty, uh, you know, even you know fellow sailors, you know, I mean, I mean, thought he was a bit nuts. Uh, his uh, he was the son of the of the Bolivian consul in in Argentina, and the joke was that uh, he had inherited all the Bolivian angst about having an access to the sea, uh, and he and he was just I mean, he was somebody who would you know personally pilot fighter bombers to bomb uh, Bulgarian um, um, uh, fishing vessels that were uh, you know poaching in Argentina. In, in Argentine waters, uh, and uh, so he was—he was—he was, he was sort of considered, you know, a bit of a nut. And what this guy did, for reasons that I—it's still not entirely clear uh, why this. I mean, it's not clear why people thought it was a good idea. I think it—it's something that. Uh, um, my impression is that it's something that somebody approved, and it it, it it didn't require a lot of higher level people to say go ahead with it, and so it happened. So what what happened was that there was this uh, this guy had this contract to pick up um, uh, you know this beach the sh- uh, ship for scrap, you know, it's a scrap merchant in the South Georgias. The South Georgias is this place that's even further to the south and to the the east than the Falklands. It's even more horrific terrain. Um, it's like two thousand miles away, right? Like it's like yeah. huge. It's that's a huge distance. That's that's two thirds of America or fifty thousand football fields for our listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> and 
so the, the brilliant plan was that, uh, you know, as this uh, the, the ship based in Argentina uh, was um, um, uh, going to recover the scrap, uh, it, they would smuggle in a bunch of sailors who, uh, you know, when they, when they reached the island, um, they, they sort of, you know, made a ceremony and raised the Argentine flag on the, on the South Georgias. So, so far, so very pointless and stupid. Um, but if you know about, um, uh, I mean, um, who was it? Uh, I think it's, it's Van Dijk was saying about the, um, uh, it was a Hungarian scholar talking about um, how in this disputed area of Transylvania between you know Hungary and Romania, like you know different uh, nationalist groups will you know be you know putting flags on this particular oh. mount and 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 and, and something. So if it's like if you, if you if you if you think of it in terms of nationalist brain, it makes sense. Otherwise, it's it's just it's completely ridiculous. But so this thing, uh, unfortunately for the junta, um, it. Uh, it awoke the the um, the British government to well maybe the Argentines are planning uh, something there so just in case let's uh, send one of our nuclear nuclear submarines and the, the problem is that uh, you know that uh, uh, is that the, our, our Argentine Navy has absolutely no answer to nuclear submarines none whatsoever and so that creates that puts the the junta on a timer that uh, we have to get the invasion done before we before this uh, submarine arrives uh in and so this is why everything is you know i mean so i'm actually i have no you know i mean knowing the junta i'm you know the plan for our june invasion is probably was probably not fantastic either but a great deal but to be fair a great deal of the problems that the uh, planning and stuff like that uh of uh what uh of what we ended up doing was because um they were you know, going flat out rushing because the, it's like, you know, we have to, you know, to get this thing done while our ships can still, you know, yeah. with artillery and stuff can still move into, into the Falklands. So that, so that's what precipitates the, the, the invasion is this stupid nationalist exercise, um, done, you know, I mean, sort of, um, uh, 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 fostered by a crazy, uh, Bolivian, uh, <laughs> Bolivian Argentinian admiral. <laughs> so if I can interject, so this war was not planned. Like the, the junta leadership did not, was not fully aware of what was going on. And so once they raised this flag, the British are like, we're going to war. And the Argentinian government is caught on their back foot. They're not really planning a full scale invasion of the Falklands at this point, correct? Yes, or what they were planning was uh, the the right wing equivalent of uh, so like if you're on the left uh, the the phrase of doom is and then the people will rise up. <laughs> if you're on the right wing, uh, the phrase of doom is we'll present them with a fait accompli. Yeah. And so that was the plan of the of of the of the, um, of the military was that we'll you know we'll occupy the place and you know sort of. Uh, um, at one stroke, fortify it, and then just say, you know, we're, oh, we'll, and then we'll, they, they just can't take it back. We'll negotiate. We'll, exactly, <laughs> we'll negotiate. We'll negotiate from here, and you know, this is what uh, since Israel comes up a lot in this thing, uh, this is what Israel will call facts on the ground. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's uh, it's like you know, they say possession is you know nine tenths of the yep. law, right? Nine tenths. It, of the is, it is to some yeah. extent. It's true, right? I mean, once you're there, it's it's harder to get someone out than uh, than it is to get <laughs> get someone in. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times. That's uh, that's interesting. And so can you talk a little bit more about the nuclear submarine? I listened to another interview that you did on this topic, and I don't – what is the capability of a nuclear submarine? Like surface to – or like ship to ship missiles? 
or like no i mean like i mean it's a ship it's ship to ship torpedoes and uh i've now forgotten because the the sort of the navy uh, modern, you know, naval and air warfare is a kind of a, a bit of a, a black box for me. But uh, um, that, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it's undetectable. What, whatever shitty anti-submarine warfare mm -hmm. uh, 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 um, equipment we had, and you know, indeed, you know, I mean, the the famous Belgrano had no idea it was being stalked by uh, mm -hmm. the. Uh, I think it had an escort of two destroyers. This is the for people who don't know that Begrano was the um, uh, the our you know cruiser that was I think it was, used to be an American one. I think it's the Indianapolis or something like that. But uh, it was uh, that was um, um, uh, that was sunk under you can say questionable circumstances that they weren't exactly in the explosion zone and um, uh, it's like it becomes a sort of minor s scandal for the Thatcher government about whether well, she wanted time. to pre pre well, she wanted to precipitate war by by sinking it and yes yes she did because she, she thought she could win it I mm. mean it's sort of the thing I, I'm not sure how to get indignant about that because you know I mean we sort of we started it and uh, uh, and you know, and now we're indignant that the uh, you know the 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 Iron Lady is going to bring every advantage she can out of it. Um, but uh, so, can can I ask like you you when 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 Free Palestine says this wasn't planned? Like I've heard people say things like there's a lot of oil uh, uh, around uh, around the Falklands, or or and, and if you have you know if you own that. You know, area you own, you know, to some extent the the rights to to do all that you know, mineral extraction that. around there. Uh, was is that a real like concern, uh, or is that some sort of like after the fact uh, justification? Uh, in my humble opinion, it's it's all after after the fact or even before the fact. I mean, my line is that. Uh, for um, certainly, the, you know, a lot of um, otherwise intelligent Argentinians, the the Falklands was always a belly in search of a causus. Um, because the problem with, you know, the, the vast oil wealth is that um, uh, the South Atlantic is, you know, is an extremely hazardous sort of hostile area. So setting up oil rigs and stuff like that to be, you know, I mean, to be able to extract that oil, the price would have to be at some insane level, something like a hundred, you know, over a hundred uh, a barrel. Um, I mean, it's like it's worse than Venezuela or worse than, you know, like the most, you know, current like high cost high cost producers so i mean that's i mean there's a reason why you know i mean that the uh, you may have seen you know the the, the um, uh, great britain could use some 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 energy uh now but you know nobody you know i mean that the, you know but they're not you know there's there's no exciting tenders of uh you know i mean to explore in the uh in in in, in off off of uh, off port stanley and uh, the other example from the Argen from the argentine side that i like to give is just an, on how these things you know i mean sometimes the, the justification comes after the fact there was a big thing in, among some journalists uh, in Argentina about how, well, the real reason um, it, that the Falcons are important is because it's got a lot of krill, which is some kind of shellfish. Oh, yeah, I know all about <laughs> krill, as you can see from my, like, yeah. 12 fish tanks behind me. It's, it's great oh, okay. food. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, it's something that you sort of, like, very 70s and early 80s was a sort of, you know, futurology, like Alvin Toffler, stuff like that. And so there was some theory about how krill was going to be the food of the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, now krill we're... was going to be the spice of the 2000s. Now we're all crickets. And so... <laughs> krill, is, krill is way past. Yeah, we're eating yeah. bugs now, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's I get heard to the seaweed. Seaweed's a good one now for, uh, for nah. the new uh, kind of green, uh, high, uh, 
you know, high <laughs> seaweed's <laughs> old, high output. I mean, and, and, and then you know, with krill, with krill, you have the same problem. Then you know, because uh, you know, it's much easier to you know, you know, get get your instant get get crickets, you know, somewhere than to go into the South Atlantic <laughs> with its you know horrific storms and everybody freezing, you know, okay. losing 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 digits to to, to frostbite, you know, mm. I mean, to get uh, um, to get krill. Yeah, and um, so I, something I said while we were talking about this episode is that I do not understand any naval warfare after World War II because the numbers are so small and the ships are so big. Like, the U.S. controls yep. the whole world with, like, what, like, 16 aircraft carriers? That, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not going to understand it during this episode. So we don't really need to focus on the naval warfare. But, so, here we, we're back to the scene. There is a nuclear submarine coming from England, and it's going to be there in... How, how long? How long is this planning? Like, what's their Some, timetable? Yeah, I think like a, a week, mm-hmm. uh, 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 a week or two. So, um, so they basically they scramble um, every unit they can, um, and uh, it's another reason why the the chain of command in the. I'm not convinced that it would have been great, you know, even if they don't plan it, because there were because the, the the again, I mean, the 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 junta government was split into these thirds, and the, 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 you know they were kind of baked in to have sort of strange command setups. But in any case, uh, they were basically sending you know whoever was whoever was ready, um, uh, whoever was available. Um, you know, straight to you know, uh, uh, straight to the islands. Um, one of the, but uh, for example, but you know, uh, we hadn't um, squared away. You know, we weren't. Uh, you know, we didn't trust uh, um, uh, Chile to not to take advantage of the fact that uh, you know we would now be occupied with a war. So, um, you know, we had some some you know some units that were trained for winter warfare, but those were the units that were deployed in the in the south and on, on on the Andes, and we didn't want to remove those because then. And that would you know create an op- create an opening for Chile, so that's why we ended up sending uh, units uh, at best from Gran Buenos Aires that has a bit of cold, and then we sent one unit from the north of our country. Do you know? Wh- do you know? Was which is Chile... like uh, sending Italians to the Eastern Front? I mean, it was. It, it's. Uh, Did Chile have any reason to to take any aggressive action against Argentina? Uh, or I mean, because I know we talked about Argentina had planned an invasion of Chile, but like, was that reciprocated at all? Did there was there any like reason that they needed to do that, or was this kind of just like we we really want to invade you? It's kind of like a you know white nationalists here are like a, they always think that everyone's going to do to them what they want to do to everyone else. I mean, Chile had their dumb nationalists as as well as we did. So there would have been a couple of islands that they could have taken. I I, I forget the names right now um, of them in the in the south. And uh, even as just as, as as a negotiating posture, it could be something that um, um, uh, you know why not if you're going to get brownie points with a major NATO ally like uh, Great Britain. I mean, again, I mean the the. Um, uh, uh, Chile did give satellite intelligence or some kind of intelligence to uh, to the British, and uh, this is one of the things that sort of in my in my, in my sort of long edu- you know education out of nationalism that I just uh, you know whenever I came across it growing up in Argentina, it just seemed stupid. Is that uh, Argentine nationalists were just in- incredibly indignant at you know at this and and you know but, but you know and that's like, dude, I mean you know we were planning to you know literally do a Dresden and Santiago and, you know, and the, so. You know why? You know, and so out of like Latin, some Latin American solidarity, they shouldn't have. You know, I mean that the uh, uh, you know helped 
uh, this this outside power to you know to to, to, to beat up Argentina. That is my uh, initial reaction. I'm like, come on, you guys are like right next to each other. You're gonna help the British. The British, come on, guys. You know, have some. You know, yeah, that's, but it's, that's a fight between it's, siblings. It is, it is Pinochet, though, like, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're, you know, junta, junta, you know. But but regardless. <laughs> um, so so the British response, it's coming, and they, they take the Falklands, okay? And there's people that live on the Falklands, majority British-ish. Yeah, yeah, uh, Britishish, but uh, also not the... Uh, uh, I'm sorry I didn't think of to look this up before, because the thing is... Um, they're, uh, you know, as ever in these things, um, uh, they feel themselves extremely British, but the actual British uh, think they're disgusting. And they had, uh, <laughs> the DUP, and the, soldiers, the, uh, the, and the Northern Yeah, Protestants. I mean, not, yeah. Uh, to be fair to the, you know, I mean, to the, to, uh, to, to the Falklanders, they're not as, you know, as bad as that, but they were, the, 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 the British soldiers had this slang for them, which was apparently there was some uh, British TV series that had like a sort of inbred uh, country bumpkin character, and that's what they that, that, that's how they saw the fall. They called them uh, Kelpers. Yeah, no, there was a worst. There was the worst thing they called oh, them. Oh no, that's not on the wiki article. But, but, it, but it was it was it was it was based on the in this character. No, because again, it it, it was just the you know I mean well I mean you've seen the wiki thing. I mean you know so it, it was this you know extremely remote thing based on uh uh you know on 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 on, on raising shit uh, uh no, sheep. No offense to uh to island communities, but uh they don't they don't generally produce like the best looking people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I mean I can understand why the British would uh, I mean the I'm British already I mean speak of an island community that uh, doesn't produce the best looking people but uh, but I think that they, <laughs> something about I mean it's unfortunate the fact about isolated communities that uh, that uh, the genes don't 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 get a, a lot of different input uh, but yeah <laughs> sorry go ahead I don't know where you're going with that I'm yeah I'm just saying that I mean I understand why you look down on why I mean shit. Well, the British look down. I, on I will say, it's I live, you know, I live in, I live in a large city in in the U.S. And when I go downstate, where it's rural, people do not look as good. People look better in the city here. That's all I gotta say. Can't argue with that one. Um, <laughs> Maybe this is an urban-rural uh, bias on my part. I'm showing my uh, my liberal elitism. Uh, no, but well, I have the same thing. I mean, that uh, I'm in the middle of you know central PA, and if you go just you know, I mean, you know, like I don't know, like ten miles outside of like the the the, the university city that I live, in, it's a completely like deliverance country. Um, and uh, no, I yeah, I I completely feel like you know French French revolutionaries. You know, I mean, the the countryside is backward. It has to be you know. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying this. The communists have to go to the countryside. Not just for the communists. The communists need to go to the countryside for the communists. But the countryside also needs the communists. You know, they need some help too. It's not just for getting yourself some rural social skills. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... So, that's, so the, 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 the state of play now is that the... Um, the um, the Argentine are able to send, uh, uh, you know, reasonably. If I mean, you know, I mean that the, um, the what looks like in, in in terms of numbers a respectable garrison before the conqueror comes in. Uh, that, that's the uh, the nuclear submarine, and just cuts off uh, 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 the the islands from 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 sea supply. There are still some flights, but you can only bring in people from from uh, uh, um, uh, with flights. So, where do you want to go from there in terms of uh, talking about this uh, the campaign? So it's 
it's it's there. They've taken it. They've set up artillery positions. Um, they're entrenched. I'm assuming. Um, how does the uh, indigenous popula- population of the Falklands react to this? Is there a guerrilla outbreak? Like what? It, what it, what's the response here? No, I mean, I mean, they obviously don't like it. But uh, you have to think um, that. Uh, I mean, let me introduce you know introduce you to what these are because the the problem with the the Falklands is that uh, if you look at the pictures, it sort of looks like sort of like you know you know like a, a place that you'd like to hike in Wales or Scotland or something like that. I mean, you know, like, you know, I mean, you know, it's a crisp, you know, nippy, you know, you have to you know be you know wear layers, but that doesn't seem terribly bad. But uh, but no, but uh, as it turns out, this is a you know really really horrific. Uh, um, I mean, it's a place that uh, I used to use the comparison of the the island in which the Pacific War, like, you know, Guadalcanal or New Guinea were fought in the sense that um, it's a pl- it's, it's terrain where if if you don't have just lavish and ample uh, uh, logistic support from your own country, the terrain itself will kill your army. Um, it, it, it's uh, so the the the, um, the 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 winds are extremely high extremely fast and they're getting worse and this because winter is coming in the um uh in the remember we're in the southern hemisphere so as we're going towards june july we're moving into uh into the winter you can't um um there's a very high water table so you hit water pretty quickly you know if you're trying to dig in trenches and the other thing is that uh, um over a hundred years of uh, of sheep especially, but also some cattle uh, shitting there, means that the uh, the water that you hit, you know, when you um, w- when you're digging in, is is very toxic. Uh, so uh, it, it can't be purified for drinking, um, and um, uh, and if you know if if you're wounded and you know and you fall into something that has that water, you could get uh, you know a very bad infection. It's uh, no, yeah, that's it's, not it's, what it's I would have expected. That's shocking. Right. That's hell. Yeah. Uh, sheep shit rivers. That's horrible. Um, so let's let's get past the um, the instigation of the war. I know there's uh, an exclusion zone set up. There's you know I guess limited negotiations going on. Uh, and then the shooting starts. What happens from there? Uh, I know about 200 British sailors were killed during this event and about 600 Argentinians. Um, did the British attempt to retake the island? Is there, what, what, what's the scenario here? Like, how does the, where does the, where does the majority of the fighting take place? Is it launched from the Falklands to the British Navy, um, like surrounding the island or like what, what's going on? Can you give me some color oh, here? The, no, of course. Uh, so the, um, so the um, the British submarine kills our navy. You know, I mean, you know, takes it out of the fight. Uh, it, it sinks the the Belgrano, um, 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 and uh, uh, that was doing this. Uh, so you have to think of it: is that the task force is moving south, and the Belgrano is moving sort of towards the exclusion zone, and then you get. Into this argument about uh, well, it wasn't exactly in it, but was it going in the direction that the British could uh, uh, could reasonably claim that they were afraid that it would that it would go in? Because the thing with the Belgrano is that it did have surface to surface missiles, you know, so it could have, uh, um, you know, it, it had some, you know, some 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 dangerous capability. Uh, I think I 
mean, again, we're talking about the 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 Margaret Thatcher government. I mean, you know, there's no, you know, I mean, if they had the shot, they were going to take the shot. I mean, you know, I mean, the the, and they did. Uh, and that was and that was it for our navy. Uh, and was it, it it was subsequently very embarrassing because the navy under this Bolivian had been the most gung ho for you know reconquest of the of the of the Falklands, but. Um, uh, but after that, outside of the you know of the naval uh, air force, which did some good work, uh, the you know they were com completely out of the picture. Now, so the 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 task force keeps moving south, and then we have uh, you know we're we're able to um, to launch some um, uh, attacks with uh, our the famous exosets mm -hmm. uh, against them and uh, sink some ships, but we run out of the exosets. There were five, and correct? There were five of these sh ship-killer missiles, I guess you would call them. Um, they couldn't get more. Uh, the Peruvians attempted to get them a few, uh, and I think this is one of the big hinge points in Argentinian history. Like, this is the dream of a lot of nationalists, correct me if I'm wrong, was what if we got these 12 extra exosets or something along those lines um yep yeah and you know it, it it's unfortunately you know because you'll uh, uh usually these sort of you know what if robbery lee had done something else and get it third day of that is gettysburg or bullshit but with these exosets and because again the 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 um the, the british task force was such a sort of strange gilligan's island assembly of of, of just everything available and uh uh and uh, you know a lot of it just you know really sort of hanging on a string that uh, yeah i mean i i can't unfortunately I, w I would like to be able to tell you know i mean those nationalists that uh, oh those goddamn exosets that you know i mean if we had him it would have been different but i think yeah it, you know I, i'm not sure that we would have won ultimately but uh it would probably have been different because it was again it's a very close run yeah it's shocking just five missiles how much damage they did and that's where the majority of british casualties come in correct um with the sinking of these ships by the, the exosets i would think so yeah yeah that's right yeah um, uh, that's really interesting and so i think we've we've covered a lot of this stuff how does the war come to an end i know there's a uh the, they, do they retake the island first, or does the surrender happen? Well, they retake the island. So the um, the uh, the Falklands are, are, if you think about, it, I mean, they're basically two islands. They look like a sort of broken dinner plate, mm -hmm. and uh, most of the action is on the one is on the the the, the eastern island, and uh, um, Port uh, Port Stanley, which the, the 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 capital is at the bottom right, sort of in the you know the the south uh, southeast of it, and the British land in San Carlos Bay, which is more or less in the northwest of it, and uh, so the the campaign is essentially um, the British establishing themselves there and being able to resist uh, constant attacks by our our. our, um, our Different air forces um, uh, against the area. Here we get into. I think we should, you know, talk about the the issue of bomb fuses. Absolutely. Um, uh, which is so. If you look at the the um, the attacks the Arch the Archdeans did against the, the the British ships that were sort of in the in the landing in 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 in, in the landing area, you see, you know, uh, over and over again. That uh, bombs uh, uh, do hit the, the the British ships, but they fail to explode because of a, of a fusing issue. And so, what this fusing issue? I've seen several explanations. I've seen that uh, it was that uh, some of the Air Force people hadn't been trained for it. Um, the the one that sort of makes 
sort of not sense, but I can see why it was a problem without a solution, which as an Argentinian, I'm, I, I tend to favor that kind of explanation oh. <laughs> is that uh, uh, basically that, uh, you know, if you're, and I don't know if it's true, but it's just that, the, but that if you're flying very low um, and you have an instantly fused uh, uh, bomb, then um, uh, what you're doing is basically a, a kamikaze mission, you know, once removed, because the bomb exploding is going to destroy the airplane that's flying over it. Um, and, uh, and so, therefore, there was no way, um, or there is a way if you have, there's a special thing that the bombs can have, um, is it, Daisy something, but there's something that uh, Daisy chain, it's like, something like that. They can de they yeah. can deploy this thing that makes them sort of stop in the air and go much uh, much slower before they hit the mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 the ship. But that's a special thing, you know, meant specifically for low level bombing that the Argentines didn't have. Mm -hmm. So they only had, you know, I mean the the fuse, and if and if they and, and if they and if they made the fuse thing too um, uh, too quick, uh, then you know the explosion would have destroyed the plane. That was that's the level of you know when I was when I tried to understand mm -hmm. this debate because it's still something that you know I mean and you have to sort of dig pretty deep into forums to sort mm -hmm. of uh, to get the, to get to get the details of it. But so, uh, but you know the 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 takeaway is that uh, you know if if all the if all our bomb hits had uh, had exploded then yes we would have won or in any case you know I mean the the um um the the role never would have suffered you know be, you know many more casualties mm -hmm. and it would have been more um um i mean i think i mean ultimately the fact that the the british submarines controlled the line of lines of communication and we couldn't do anything mm -hmm. would have been decisive but still it would have been much more complicated mm -hmm. because the uh they couldn't have unloaded supplies uh their ultimate drive and since we're talking about it so you know so nothing was able to stop the the, the build-up of uh, british forces in this northwestern corner mm -hmm of the of the Falklands so eventually they move south and then you know sort of uh, um, uh, uh, southeast uh, through again horrific horrific terrain uh, they call it yomping and I think you know with, with some fairness the um, the the Royal Marines sort of see it as a, sort of a great accomplishment uh, um, you know I mean of sort of being able to march and reach the end of that <laughs> uh, of, of, of the march in, 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 in the condition to fight and at the same time, as this is happening, as they're sort of you know consolidating and 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 moving towards Port Stanley, are uh, the Argentine forces are starving and freezing to death, because there's um, uh, the um, uh, our army clearly had no idea of what what the terrain there was really like. Uh, so again, something that they hadn't, uh, uh, they weren't expecting this to happen until later, and they were only thinking of it in terms of a diplomatic move, that we're just going to, you know, you know, put an Archdam flag on Stanley and say, you know, and then go to the UN. They weren't thinking about, uh, okay, well, no, I mean, that the, obviously Margaret Thatcher is going to assemble this Gilligan's Island tax task yeah, force, yeah. and we're going to have this, you know, air land, uh, air naval warfare thing. So, there's a lot of uh, of uh, of of the Argentines discovering, for example, that uh, outside of the one road in the Falklands, uh, trucks can't drive cross country in mm -hmm. the Falklands because they just sink into this into the shit sh into the sheep shit uh, uh, that. Uh, um, 
so um, uh, and also they hadn't sent um, and this is something by the way I mean sort of like a sort of a, a more general sort of you know military mistakes peacetime uh, militaries are, are are want to do mm -hmm. is that uh, there's a there's always a, a temptation that uh, you send the teeth unit instead of uh, tail ones so you send like the fighters mm -hmm. you know send the soldiers don't send the guys don't send them don't, don't send the motor pool guys or the guys that are just unpacking supply crates well that that's fine for a couple of weeks, but if you know, I mean that. Uh, but uh, if, if 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 it goes on for longer, then uh, your teeth units uh, start running out of food and start getting disease and frostbite yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, which is which is the state that a lot of our forces were were getting into. So that was that, that's another thing that again, why I think the fact that uh, if I'm thinking about so like you know looking out conventionally and uh, without thinking of um, American inter intervention or something like that, I mean, could we have won? I think, again, I mean, like the the, the, the submarines there sort of blockading the Falklands, mm -hmm. I think, is the ultima, ultima ratio why um, we couldn't have pulled it off because uh, our forces were basically blockaded in the Falklands and they were getting destroyed uh, just by being there. I mean, if you see a lot of the pictures of surrendered Argentines, I mean, that, again, you know, sort of resembles a little bit sort of uh, photos of, of uh, freezing Germans in Stalingrad, yeah, yeah. you know, because they, they were just not, 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 not ready for it. It's a terrible war. Just as far as wars go, just all sides. Like, this is not a war that really had to happen at all. It didn't seem like anything was gained necessarily. Like, especially considering the World Cup victory of Argentina. <laughs> just, uh, just a little bit well, later. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I mean, this is, uh, the, 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 I, I'm repeating myself, but uh, I think Argentina gained a lot from this war. And I think uh, Argentina in this way, I mean, it has been, uh, you know, I mean, that uh, uh, there's a very straightforward case that you could make that uh, uh, we won the long war, whereas uh, Great Britain uh, uh, lost That's it. That's because, like, because one, th because we know, one on thing after. is that, you know, that, 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 that this, um, so the defeat, the, the the defeat completely discredits a regime that was already sort of getting into the, the you know that, that was already you know uh, uh, getting into everybody was sick of it but this completely uh, it, it it brings to a boil the the uh, not just sort of ordinary people's the dislike of the military but also specifically like the national let's call it like our national bourgeoisie or professional middle class or elite something like the 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 um, their exasperation with the military that uh, you know not only could they not leave you know when they had to but they also you know got us into this war with a NATO ally in which we're going against Great Britain and and uh, and the United States towards the end the the military was trying to reach an agreement with the Soviet Union um, <laughs> really to, yeah uh, and uh, our the the uh, the Minister of Foreign Relations went to uh, Costa Mendes went to, uh, to to Cuba and had this sort of you know I mean this uh, and then this is this is the the Foreign Minister of the Junta goes to Cuba and has a sort of you know I mean this great uh, you know this meeting you know I mean this you know photos of him embracing Fidel Castro uh, and uh, obviously you know the Russians are the first ones to say I mean sort of you know. Who, who are you? What you think that we're going to end the world you know, that, uh, for the Falklands? You know? <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. No, um, no, that's... Do, do exactly what Reagan wants. <laughs> but again, just remember, you know, that thing with, you know, I mean, that the uh, 
people aren't good understanding things across uh, latitudes. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I mean, it's and uh, uh, I mean, it's still extremely stupid, but uh, they never had to think about it. And you know, and their world was the sort of paranoid American one in which uh, you know Cubans were always ready to intervene. You know, in Ethio in, in Ethiopia oh, yeah. or in Chile and stuff like they that. They thought, oh, so, the Cubans will be know, ready in six hours. They'll be here with a forty-five thousand. Yeah. We're gonna have our own Angola. They'll they'll show up. I mean. <laughs> Half of the half of the American administrations believe that. Like, so I can I can totally understand why so you know funny. why, why uh, you know military people. I mean, around the world would would think that. I mean, even if it was you know pat, you know patently untrue. I was reading a uh, uh, this really interesting book about uh, 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 Trujillo in uh, in Dominican Republic, and the Cuban threat was a constant. You know, kind of like. Uh, Red Scare they were using there in Dominican Republic, and uh, and when uh, when uh, there actually was some some Cuban intervention, it wasn't actually. I mean, it wasn't that many people, uh, but there was always this idea that there was going to be this massive Cuban uh, uh, fifth column uh, within the military or whatever that was. <laughs> That was going to turn against the the, the, the Chilean right still believes that the Allende had ten thousand Cubans uh, that were just getting ready to be you know I mean to to you know I mean to, to do a sort of Stalinist coup and do collectivization and gulags uh, you know but they were just you know but but uh, Pinochet thankfully you know stepped in, in time what happened to the ten thousand Cubans and they went away <laughs> nobody has an accident nobody has an answer to that no but no so I mean it's something that I mean you know just that, I mean to bring sort of you know contemporary relevance. Of, uh, uh, um, you know, there are things that are sort of, you know, that they're useful as propaganda and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, and that you can say, well, they don't really believe it. But, uh, you know, when they get, when you get used to sort of thinking in these terms all the time, like, for example, you know, I mean, the, the Cubans are ready to intervene anywhere with 10,000 people, or now, you know, I mean, Putin will use his hybrid warfare to, you know, I mean, to, to, to conquer Finland, something like that. So, it's that, uh, I mean, you, you, you know, once you've limited your, your sort of frame of reference to, you know, purely just because you've been, just been talking to this propaganda because it's been sort of useful for you, uh, it's that, uh, but the, there is a sort of side effect in that you end up, you know, this is all you have mentally as your for your resources. I mean, you can lose sight of what uh, 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 of the reality. I mean, you know, to go back to Argentina, in that uh, okay, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, steady Eddie. I mean, there's not, it's not Ethiopia or Angola. You know, I mean that even if Cuba has this expeditionary capability, uh, they're not going to send it. You know, I mean, to support Argentina against two NATO powers yeah. uh, uh, in the in in the South Atlantic across. Thousands and thousands of yeah, miles, and 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 not the Brezhnev, uh, not the not the USSR under Brezhnev. Not I think that was it wasn't even the Brezhnev, but under the extremely cautious, uh, you know, late Cold yeah. War uh, leadership. Yeah. So what what are, what are the ramifications of the Falklands War, particularly in? Modern oh, so, sorry, but but but, but so, so I think so. I was saying, I mean, why it sort of it worked out better for us than for yeah. for Great Britain is that um, for uh, for us, I mean, it really. It discredited for, uh, and I think, I mean, you know, down to the present, it discredited uh, military regimes. That's what I was going to ask. That's really interesting. Because, because, uh, uh, military regimes, of course, uh, we know are um, uh, you know every Latin American middle class or sort of you know bourgeois would you know will know is the the ultimate guarantor against the 
working class revolt or the leftists and so on and so forth. But uh, something that uh, the 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 Argentines uh, learned is that uh, if you let them if if you let them if you give them too much power and you let them have their head too much, they they might start doing. St- you know things that only make sense for them. You know, you know, within their weird institution, like going to war against Chile, who's a you know country that is just that's like us, uh, and that it is part of the same you know counter guerrilla, counter left wing international plan Condor. But we're still going to go to war against them. And uh, you know, to the annoyance of our patrons in 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 the United States, because we want to get this couple of islands, you know, and it's like you know that that them, and then okay, so and so since since the military couldn't do that to find a reason to stay in power, then they start a war against Great Britain, you know, like you know perhaps the key American ally into, uh, you know, something that that, that nobody, you know, like of, in our oligarchy, you know, would you know remotely wanted to, um, want to happen, so. That was, I think, I sort of—it's been a lasting lesson, um, in in, um, and I think why something that I I observed, um, um, you know, when sort of you know Bolsonaro in Brazil, you know, was just sort of you know really carrying all before it, and a similar sort of thing in that uh, in in Chile that uh, um, that you have a sort of nostalgia for the '70s military regimes in both those countries in Chile and Brazil that you still don't have. In, in Argentina, and I think uh, the sort of uh, the 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 memory of um, of uh, of losing control to military cretins uh, is uh, is an important factor uh, um, uh, for that. And so then, just to finish before you know, uh, please, I mean, I want to talk about what you if uh, what you think about all this, but just I mean to say, I mean, why I think that the British and you know and, and the British uh, uh, lost. Uh, in the long term from the Falklands, is that, uh, you know, every sort of terrible, humiliating uh, British military deployment um, that uh, that you've seen since the, since Tony Blair wanted to start making them a thing in the late 90s, uh, sooner or later, you always find uh, the, the phrase Falklands moment. So you always see that either the political leadership thought that it would be because the the um, what the uh, for so in, in terms of in political terms in the in the, in the United Kingdom, the Falklands saved the Thatcher government. Um, I mean, or, or at least, or it, it's there's a very strong argument to make that it it that it's because there was um, uh, because uh, otherwise at the next election, all that Thatcher had 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 achieved. Was um, just crushing unemployment, very you know, you know, highish, highish inflation, and without um, the um, the property boom that eventually transmitted itself into people that were take advantage of it and that they created a coalition. So it was this. Uh, uh, I mean, that gave it basically another another decade. Arguably, of uh, you know, I mean, of of of, 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 of Thatcherism, and so that uh, that 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 burned in fire to, to use uh, Hispanicism in the sort of uh, British political consciousness. Uh, the idea that uh, you know a foreign adventure, because from the point of view of uh, and this you know props, so to speak, to Thatcher, you know, I mean, she was you know, I mean that the it, it you know it took some courage to you know, I mean, to 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 approve this plan. You know, not as much as you'll see in the Meryl Streep movie or something like that. But, you know, it's still, you know, I mean, it's not, wasn't a particularly obvious thing. There were some people arguing in the foreign office that there should be negotiation. So, you know, it was not, you know, it was a gamble. It was, it was, it was a genuine gamble. Um, and it, it paid off. But 
um, uh, but I think, I mean, the, the, the British, for, you know, uh, political and military establishment took from that, that uh, if, you, if, you know, if you gamble, we're always going to get 21 like we did in this, uh, uh, in this war. And, and they just continued not to get it. They continued to walking into, into these disasters and these embarrassing disasters, uh, not just embarrassing like for us, you know, lefties, uh, you know, laughing at them, but like, you know, embarrassing to the United States, like a Basra, where they had to sort of, you know, I mean that they had to conceal to the Americans that they were making deals with the militias in order to, you know, to withdraw. Uh, and then, you know, said, okay, when they were able to convince Americans, no, 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 we're still reliable. Send us to Helmand, you know, send us to, send us to Afghanistan. Uh, they send them and, you know, then they have enough people to, you know, I mean, to even contest the territory. So they had to bunker up into these fortresses, call airstrikes against everything, and then have the Marines come in to, uh, uh, um, um, uh, to rescue them. And, uh, but again, again and again, you see, uh, for example, like with the, why was the British Army so rah rah with uh, about deploying the helmet? Is that uh, they felt that okay, so we fucked up at Basra in, in Iraq, so um, and uh, you know the, the the Tory government of uh, of David Cameron was uh, you know as friendly to uh, you know to, to huge defense cuts as the one of, of Thatcher, so. Uh, so there was so you know we're going to lose regiments you know we're going to lose units unless you know we can you know create a, a reason for them and so and so the, so, so and and the, a literal phrase uh, apparently this is from an ad, uh, I can I get the source if if you want it but the, that 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 was used internally was that uh, Helmand in Afghanistan was going to be off our our Falkless moment where. We deploy these British units, you know, we turn around, the, you know, we do like a surge and, you know, turn around the insurgency in Helmand. And uh, therefore, in the same way that, you know, after winning the Falklands, Thatcher was, wasn't going to be able to cut the Royal Navy. After winning Afghanistan, um, David Cameron wasn't going to be able to cut to the, 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 the army. But of course, you know, it, it didn't work. It was another humiliation. Uh, and they did cut why, the army. Why, um, but the, why wasn't the Falklands a humiliation? It seems like... If you're looking at like the British Empire for the British, yeah, like they won. they won, they won, but they <laughs> lost so many people. They lost ships, you know. They lost so many, so many people. It seems like the UK versus the, you know, admittedly not high tech Ar Argentinian navy and military should not have had any losses. You know, like they should have taken this thing without any trouble whatsoever. And I, I, I would be embarrassed if I were the British Empire and I. I lost so many troops to the Falklands. You, like you're not even getting a two to one kill ratio, you know? Like I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, is it just the victory in of itself? Like the British media and everything can really hype that up, or were they in a long drought? Like well, the IRA was giving them too much I mean, trouble. Like they wanted to win. Say so, but you know, but I think I mean to me, it, I mean I have to disagree with the host here, but uh, I mean to, to me, I mean it, it, it was a pretty sort of respectable heroic victory. Um, you know, I mean that they, you know, it was, it was a long shot, planned everything, planned at the last moment. I've sort of bitched a, bitched a lot about the, you know, that we, you know, the Argentine command, you know, had to, you know, sort of do a lot of things. That, 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 you know, I mean to, to plan a lot of this stuff off their ass. The British did as well, um, and uh, but it worked together enough that they were able to, and you know, and they got it in just under, just you know, exactly the right time. I think it was like a week more. And uh, the task force couldn't have stayed on station, uh, you know, in the middle of the South Atlantic. You know, it was still an, inc an incredibly close-run thing. I mean, so you know, that's sort of like it's the sad part of about, about mm -hmm. this is that unfortunately, I mean, it really is a sort of uh, a great British victory. 
And I um, guess that yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, disagree with uh, Free Palestine here. I mean, it just seems like so so a clear victory too. Like I think it's the most important thing is like uh, you know uh, you know technically the U.S. won in Iraq, right? Like we we destroyed you know the Iraq army. We absolutely just destroyed the government. Uh, we went in, we took power, but it wasn't like a clear, decisive victory. We didn't go in and then do mission accomplished and then go home. We sat around on our ass for 20 years. And, and it, you know, whether or not we, you know, we, we kicked, you know, Saddam's ass doesn't really matter, you know, 20 years later because it's not a clear victory. But like in the Falklands, I mean, they go in, they win. Argentina has to leave. And, you know, they, and then, and then British soldiers go back home. You know what I mean? It's it's. I mean, it seems to me like a like why that would be a propaganda victory too is just because it's so clear uh, uh, who won and who lost. Uh, exactly, Don. I think I mean on the same year you had the ships coming back and there are famous photos of you know welcoming our home, you know our our, our boys home. I mean, yeah. I mean the uh, you know the Argentine junta had created a uh, created a perfect victory for for uh, um, uh, 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 for the British. I mean, as far as anybody, because I mean uh, again, because I mean the, the, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, free Palestine, but uh, uh, but it, but but I think that uh, and again, this this maybe just sort of uh, being jaded from you know growing up in you know I mean in, you know sort of in the shadow of sort of you know I mean you know just colossal Argentine nationalist loserdom, is that uh, I think that you know when you start you know it's it's like with the Americans that start debating about the you know well actually if you look at the kill ratios uh, the uh, we won on the battles it's like oh. you know to me it's like if if you're making those arguments you've lost you know because nobody who feels confident in the, you know, I mean, in the victory has to start getting into, you know, I mean, that, uh, well, if you look at the, you know, tail to tooth ratios, <laughs> and, uh, stuff like yeah. that, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the, uh, it's the, that's the classic line, right, about Vietnam, right, is that, you know, we never lost the war, we were just forced to leave by our own, you know, our by own, the liberals. Uh, yeah. by the liberals, basically, right, we didn't actually lose, we won all the battles, with how many more Vietnamese we killed. Yeah, you know, I guess yeah, that I mean, ties into the larger British phenomenon of always being the underdog, no matter the amount of, like, horror and war they, they enact, you know? Well, I- and also, I mean, you know, and they were going against the horrific dictatorship. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that, that that's they were true. They're fighting for freedom. You know, the, oh, but, 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 you know, but speaking of sort of, I think, I mean, the, the, I won't say exactly the weirdness, but the sort of the very time specific quality to our guerrilla groups that I think is sort of lost when people sort of imagine them. Because I've seen some sort of, even people who should know better, like Okigoni and The Guardian, sort of describing our militant guerrilla groups like, uh, like, you know, 68 revolutionaries. Uh, the Montoneros, you know, I mean, the the Peronist, the, um, uh, uh, you know, militant group, completely destroyed in exile in, in, in Mexico, not only declared a truce uh, when the, the Falcons was invaded, but offered the military to send a contingent of fighters uh, to to uh, to the Falklands to because I mean they were they were genuine nationalists. Look, I, I you know, promised I mean, you I would not ask you to explain Peronism, but you're you're really getting me there, and I'm not I'm not going to do it now, but maybe for a future episode. Um, so yeah. wait, the the left wing exiles uh, in Mexico said we're going to send some some troops to go fucking freeze their ass off in the Falklands. Yeah. Oh my god. Because- yeah, because this would be because I mean, they, you know, they weren't against the sort of uh, I mean, and they and they were they they always had this idea that uh, if we can get enough sort of nationally minded, um, uh, uh, um, you know, our you know military officers, you know, we can create because I mean, theirs was a sort of, I mean. <laughs> 
fascist is way too you know that 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 that's that's off i mean that that's wrong but but uh, the, the Bonderas particularly i mean they weren't exactly marxists i mean that uh, there was a, they, 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 a lot of them came from catholic groups and they were just sort of you know real sort of you know i mean you know i mean that uh, you can think of it of uh, sort of like national development um you know i mean so th th this involves you know we have to break our agricultural oligarchy because they're always because they're just a comprador elite we have to sort of you know but that doesn't mean that we have to you know we don't want to destroy the army i mean or anything like that i mean we want to uh you know create a stronger argent um um Argentine nation that's self-sufficient as far as possible in industry and can play uh, uh, um, uh, an autonomous role within Latin America and not just be the sort of a uh, lackey of uh, of Great Britain and the United States. So from that sense, you know, point of view, it makes. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, again, it's it, it's not strange. It's just strange if you sort of because then. I mean, it's not just sort of, you know, I mean, that, that I'm blaming idiot outsiders. I mean, the, a lot of Montoneros then sort of transformed themselves, you know, when they were, you know, after, you know, that, oh, no, well, no, no, we were so, we were social Democrats. You know, all we wanted was, uh, you know, I mean, for, you know, that uh, that you could show tits on TV and uh, and, and a higher minimum wage. Uh, but uh, but no, but, you know, but they were, you know, I mean, you know, they were quite serious about, the, you know, that, the, you know, we're, we're uh, the, they had a song, uh, uh, we're not fags, we're not dopers, we're soldiers of Pe of uh, of Peron and of Montoneros. You know, I mean that. Uh, I mean it was a very masculinist. You know, I mean that the 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 um, if they found out a guy a militant was gay, they would uh, set them up with a uh, uh, um, uh, uh, sort of a, a, a you know a, a girl militant in order to sort of you know like conversion therapy i mean they were quite conservative in that way i mean it's 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 a different you know i mean don't don't remotely think that yeah Team, uh, that sounds i mean very similar in a lot of ways they they you know they want to base themselves in the church uh, evangelical churches and and uh, and and Protestant churches in the South, and they want to you know they want to focus on on converting people who are in the military and and that sort of thing. Uh, they love that lady uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and uh, and uh, and it's it's very interesting that, that that there is. I mean, that is a very you know you know large contingent here in the U.S. as well. And what you're, what you're saying, you it wouldn't sound strange coming from like an American left winger in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, we want to, you know, improve the nation. We would, we're not, you know, we're not here to tear down, you know, America. We want to, you know, have America. I mean, the big thing is the annoying thing that I find about from liberals is, you know, we want to make America live up to its ideals uh, or whatever. Right? Yeah, um, but I mean, no, I mean, I mean, you have a sort of a, a for, I don't know if I mean how much, you know, what's your audience composition, but uh, um uh, but the, no, but just I mean, like in terms of like you know, for for America, I mean, so like for example, like the uh, you know that magazine, the American Affairs, uh, you know, I mean the the sort of Trump nationalist, American nationalist that published some good people that were left wingers. I mean, you know, that's not a bad approximation of what sort of like the you know the the the, the were were about. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's uh, 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 breaking the power of parasitic uh, uh, financial uh, uh, compradores. The, the globalists. 
course. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, and that we can sort of you know and you know we can reach uh, you know we're, we're we're patriotic. You know we're not the um, because that's a, that's your thing. I mean the the different groups didn't like each other. I mean to I mean the 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 Arab which was the the um, the the actually Marxist uh, one uh, and the Montoneros didn't uh, uh, and that that's a whole different kind of worms. But it's just that the but the um, from the Montenegro point of view, again, I mean, they were just like, you know, they were left-wing nationalists in the way that you still, you know, see. And you can see, I mean, you can still make a case that that's not the, uh, you know, I mean, that the, that, that uh, it's uh, uh, it's not an absurd um, uh, 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 program. You know, I mean, that, uh, you know, we're doing a left-wing program of destroying the power of the, you know, like of the, of the financial elite, but we're going to get enough buy-in from, like, the small businessmen and whatever. Uh, because uh, we're breaking the power and they're not going to be sort of oppressed by John Deere or BlackRock. You know, I mean, you know, there's, I mean, I mean you know, so I'm not saying that this is happening. I mean, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of wishful thinking and sort of, you know, people who believe in that kind of thing in, in the United States that like with like Josh Howe and Josh Howell and stuff like that and that they're going to be like the new guys. But in terms of like that the idea is is, is plausible or like is, is workable, um, yeah. I mean, you know. Uh. Um, so, Gabriel, we have kept you here for uh, what we're on hour eight of recording. Uh, we're gonna have to cut this down probably. Um, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I did not get to get to the next eight-hour conversation on the post World War II Argentine economy. Uh, so I hope you're gonna have, gonna be back on again. Um, what are you working on these days? Where can people find you? How can they give you money? Um, how, where can they read the stuff that you write? I, I know that you have a blog, right? Uh, I'm I'm just starting with a, a blog that people can uh, subscribe to, and uh, I'll post a link in in the chat uh, for for the audio. Um, I have a talent for uh, coming up with uh, terrible names for things. Uh, that uh, so uh, the name for my blog is uh, CF also. Uh, which is something from footnotes. Uh, somebody pointed out that the, it reads like C fatso. Um, so uh, people will see that the you know it's it, it, it's the link and the you know hopefully it'll be linked and oh, people absolutely. won't have to you know to to to, to, to look it up. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm starting a a, 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 a newsletter and you'll get uh, uh, you know even at you know sort of at the at, at, at the lowest tier, which is all I can expect people people to subscribe to. You can get me uh, talking about the terms of service and military effectiveness or the Turkish inflation and uh, its broader significance for, for people who don't live in Turkey. God, I could hear you talking about stuff all day. I'm, I'm, I, I do not relish kicking you off of our program, uh, but we will both be subscribing, and uh, I hope our <laughs> listeners do as well. Gabriel is uh, definitely one of my favorite Radio Warner guests, and uh, I always appreciate hearing his thoughts on various subjects. Um, yeah. Um, do you have any advice for our listeners? Any life advice before you go? Uh, in which direction? Well, anything. I mean, for, for, what for, would you What would you tell? Um, maybe. Free Palestine is looking for a job. He no, needs no. A, he's what a, would you tell? Like he's uh, lost in his like kind of like career trajectory, and he's a he's desperately searching for meaning. Yeah. What would you tell a listener uh, if they were like a twenty five year old Palestinian guy living in the United States? Uh, you got any? You got any advice? Any. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, it would be insulting if I claimed that I did. But uh, I mean, just I mean, I don't think you you do this, but uh, the, you know, don't you know, um, any any day job is good. 
you know, I mean, any, any day job that allows you to, uh, you know, do what you're doing otherwise uh, is good. None of us are, I mean, you know, we're all swimming in a, you know, you know, in a, in a sea of blood here, you know, so uh, uh, don't, uh, you know, don't, I mean, if, if you know, if I think, to, if, if I thought too deeply of what I was when I was an academic, you know, I was... Um, uh, either preparing people to be horrific policy elites or ripping them off, you know, in these, uh, you know, master's program that they were going to have undischargeable debts. And I mean, so, you know, if, if, if we want to be cute and start, you know, I mean, saying that uh, different professions are, 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 are dirty or not, I mean, you know, you know, none of us comes out well. So I would just, uh, you know, get the, uh, um, uh, the, the, um, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll double that advice. Uh, uh, I I work in the most uh, Marxist uh, position. I work in a factory, uh, and uh, and guess what? We have a big sign oh, on, on the, the wall. On the, shop, uh, on the shop floor. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> no, I work in I work actually, I work in the office. But uh, <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm the evil enemy Whoa. of the proletariat. Uh, but uh, but there is a big uh, thank you note on one of our walls from uh, from one of the army units that used the. <laughs> The shit that we produce in our factory, so, <laughs> and it's like a, we make like ignition switches and stuff like that. It's not like we're making bombs or anything, but we make like a like the key that turns on for like a or like a light that goes on the bottom of a plane or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know how we like to end the show here. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, free Palestine. Fuck the police. Uh, pew, 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 pew. All right, that's a wrap. Free Palestine. That's what I like to hear.